0: the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Dollar Car Rental Studios. It's the Dave Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Anthony O'Neill, Ramsey Personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today here on the air as we take your questions. We're going to start with Joe in Hartford, Connecticut this hour. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I got a little
1: situation. Um, I've been dating this girl for a long time, and uh, I, I definitely see Mary in her shortly in the future um and her brother-in-law is kind of been involved with a lot of her finances right now and i've been pretty good at convincing her not to buy a brand new car and uh her her dad is kind of out of the picture so he kind of plays like the alpha male role and they're they have like a close-knit family and he tends to take charge quite a bit and uh he's been definitely pushing her to buy like a brand new hyundai palisade or something and uh I've been trying to convince her to do otherwise she's gonna have a really good job this time next year paying really well and I've been trying to tell her to pay cash with something that she could afford and and go from there um I'm not really sure what I should do in, in my position you know being the boyfriend and all mm-hmm.
2: well, what do you what do you want to do Joe I mean because you said you're the boyfriend um, why do you want to get involved let me ask you that question because I think you know the answer but why do you want to get involved
1: well, one, because I, I know she'd be in over her head with a brand-new car. And two, I, I really, really care about her. And, I, I, you know, like I said, I, I could definitely see marrying her in the future. And, she, you know, I'm head over heels for it. I just I don't want to see her make a bad financial mistake. But yeah. I don't want to overstep So how long, have you, how long have you been dating? Uh, quite some time, about, about a year now. And I've been friends with her for okay. years.
0: All right, so So it's naturally progressing after a year towards marriage, and you don't really uh, – got two problems with this. One is uh, that her brother-in-law has too much influence over her, and two is she's about to make a stupid decision.
2: Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, that's fair.
0: So how can you say those two things nice?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. I I, I don't think you can. I think you can. I think you can.
0: I mean, nicer than I just said it, but I'm not known for – sugar coating stuff so but if you know i i think uh, you know you're gonna have to help here because you're the single guy right that's uh, what i'm actually, saying i
2: don't think we can <laughs>
0: you, so you're just you're just gonna jettison the girl
2: i mean i'm just gonna tell the baby that's a stupid move that's not a wise decision <laughs> don't do it
0: okay well i here here i'm gonna try again okay all right? there you go Dave. <laughs> <laughs> all right so it might sound like this um you know it looks like our you know we're progressing towards making this a very very serious relationship. And Mm -hmm. I know, this is you talking, okay, and I know from reading and from some of the financial things I've got input on that uh, being in agreement on our finances is the number one cause of divorce and marital problems. And so if we're going to continue to progress, we're going to have to move towards being in agreement on our finances because not doing so sets us up for divorce if we wanted to get married. And so we have to, you and I have to deal with this and get on the same page uh, because that's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker before marriage or after marriage, one of the two, but it's a deal breaker. It's the number one cause of divorce. So, you know, you really want to deal with the number one cause. And so, you know, and in light of that, you going deeply in debt on this uh, car is 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 a problem. It's not wise. And I want you to be in a position to have a good life, not just have a good car, mm. And because I care cool. about you. A- and the second thing is this, the number two thing that causes problems in marriages is, is uh, extended family who can't stay in their lane, mm. interfering mother-in-laws, interfering father-in-laws, interfering brother-in-laws that can't stay in their lane. And so we got two of the four issues that cause problems in marriage in play on this one subject. And so you and I, you know, I I care about you. And so I've, as a part of us going forward, we've got i I've got to talk this through with you in some kind of kind way, and and you got to, you're gonna have to hear me on this because it's a it's a big deal.
2: But now, Dave, let me ask you this question for Joe because Joe said he's already told her no, so it was like that's why I was saying for me, it, it seems like now, he has. I'm, this- I'm
0: I'm framing it in. We have to solve this as part of a long-term, long-term. relationship, not okay. just you're buying a stupid thing. I got
2: you. I got you. There's, so there's a, a long, reason
0: long-term. that you need to listen to this because you not listening to this is, is going to cause serious problems yes. in our relationship. Yes. Because we've got interfering in-laws with too much dominance, yeah. and we've got a bad decision on finances. Yeah. And those two things – because here's – what this projects, Joe, for you is – Uh, Ten years from now, this is worse, not better, if it doesn't truncate now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. You'd have a field day with this guy. I mean, he's already in like over a million over his head with a brand new marina. That's just the start.
2: Yeah. No, so
1: yeah. he, he, he gets into debt like it's his day job.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he's not he's not going to make it, and it's going to be sad, and you're going to be sad for him because you're hopefully going to be married to his sister-in-law. And so you're going to get to witness the family going through financial destruction when he crashes, and he will because he's, he's a reckless doob. And so, you know, but th- <laughs> the bottom line is if, if you project – negative things in a relationship into the marriage 10 years in yeah in other words if you marry a princess and and you think she's not going to be a princess 10 years in you're an idiot she's still going to be a princess okay if you marry a guy girls that 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 doesn't like to work much Mm -hmm. he's lazy Mm -hmm. you don't expect him to suddenly get ambitious after there's a ring okay that that's dumb yeah and so you can project these behaviors into your future relationship And that makes them, if they're bad enough, a deal breaker on the relationship.
2: I mean, well, you You experienced this in your dating life. You've told me stories about. Absolutely. But I think that's why I'm still single, because I took the (laughs) the old Dave Ramsey philosophy. I just like, that's stupid. That's crazy. You know, I just come straight forward. But that's I I totally agree with you. I think for me at 36, I'm like, I'm done trying to you know be soft you know this is this is what i think and this is what i uh, i mean you can cut to the chase pretty quick you don't have to but you
0: you know you don't have to go a year into it to figure this out yes sir like like 26 minutes into the first date you go
2: nope nope (laughs) ding ding 26 minutes takes me uh 10 minutes oh (laughs) whoa all
0: right all right i I don't i don't want to know anymore (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to know your techniques. You don't need to tell them over the air. I mean, no. You just, may write a book on this someday.
2: I mean, but if someone says, hey, I want to do finances or, you know, I want to purchase a car or I want to stick with the credit card 10 minutes into the game. Well, I already know this is this is not going where I wanted to go.
0: Yeah. And if they're belligerent about it. particularly. Exactly. I mean, if they go, well, you could probably talk me out of it. OK, we'll, we'll keep talking. Then. Yeah, let's do that. But if they're like, and you're not going to change me. I don't know who you think. Oh, good. All right. I, OK, I won't. Check, please. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony O'Neill, my (laughs) co-host this hour. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. As we continue to face challenging times, I hear that a lot of you have been calling Xander Insurance to see if term life plans are still available. The good news is that the insurance companies are starting to loosen up the restrictions. So if you haven't dealt with this yet, do it now. Let this crazy season motivate you to get your priorities in order and check the big things like life insurance, off your list. Rates are still low. Call Xander Insurance today, 800-356-4282, or visit Xander.com. O'Neill Ramsey personality is my co host today on the Dave Ramsey show. Kevin is up next. Kevin's in Salt Lake City. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Better than I deserve. What's up?
3: Hey, so my wife and I are probably going to, well, so we're going to wrap up Baby Step 3 this month. And so that means we're going to start on Baby Step 3B. We are renting currently and um, so we're looking to have, be in baby step three for quite a while. Mm-hmm. My question is, um, do I start investing during baby step three? Like, do I um, can I start my four hundred one k and my work again? I've been I've been off that for about a year trying to get things stabilized with baby step three. And and uh, so is it, is now the time once we start. Okay, so baby you step you have the emergency
0: fund in. almost done in baby step three, right? Right. And, and when, will, when, 10, will, that be, when the will that be done? Uh, by the end of this month. Okay. And then is when you're talking about this question, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Well, people do it two different ways, and either way is okay with us. One way is that they do some investing while they're saving for their down payment on their home. Okay? Okay. And that obviously then slows down the amount you can put into the down payment fund. Agreed? Right. Or sometimes they say, I'm going to hold off on Baby Step 4 investing until I get my down payment for my home built. And so they pause right in the middle of Baby Step 3B and pile up cash for the down payment, which obviously makes the down payment come a little bit faster depending on how much you would have put in the investments. But either way is fine. Uh, We just don't want you saving for a house until you are debt free and have your emergency fund, which is where you are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, how old are you and your wife, man? Um, we are 29 years old, 29 years old. And what's y'all's annual income, the household income a year? Um, I,
3: yeah, um, my wife stays at home and I earn 36000 a year.
2: Okay. 36000 So how much are you looking to save to put down on a home?
3: Um, we're hoping to do, uh, 10% down. And, um, so for us, that means, um, about $30,000 just to, um, you know, give ourselves some wiggle room. There might be houses on the market for three hundred thousand. Um, probably, but we could also go, you know, in that two hundred thousand range. So you're anticipating um, so your hoping...
0: you're anticipating your income coming up dramatically. Yeah. Um. No. You're not going uh, yeah, wor- to qualify. for a three hundred thousand dollar loan, dude. Do on thirty six grand. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm working to get that income up. I'm um, I'm kind of working on side hustles, but and uh, I'm also working on. Um, moving up in my company, but yeah, it'll be a while before I'm I'm making what I want to be making for sure. Yeah, you
0: may buy a starter house cheaper than that before you buy that house you're talking about. Yeah, as an example, so that changes a lot of stuff. Absolutely. But yeah, it's all about the trajectory of your income uh, because um, you know you're sitting there uh, at about forty percent of less than half or um, not a little more than half of about sixty percent of the average household income in America right now. Yeah. But you're just getting started in your career. There's no shame in that. Yeah. And so you've gotta um you know you've got to build up that income though to be able to save the down payment to be able to qualify for a mortgage. And you may end up buying a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollar house first.
2: Or Dave, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say in his situation I I would keep renting probably a little bit more, go ahead and start investing, get my income up, then start looking into buying that a home. might be. That might be a way at, to do it. At twenty nine years old, thirty six thousand, get the thing up to around fifty, fifty five. Go ahead and start saving a little bit towards a home, but go ahead and start the investing now and then when you get to right around that income in the next maybe hopefully a year or two years, you can aggressively go after that's saving true. up for the house. Yeah,
0: that's good that's a good point. Because there's three knobs to tune here. Yeah. And which of those is the most important, buying a house, investing, or getting your income up for him to be, when he's 49, yes. a millionaire? Yes. Uh, of those three, in his situation, it would be income. Yep. That's the most important one. Yes. Uh, and and uh, then buying the house and, and starting to invest would be t- somewhat tied. Right Uh, because both of those things need to occur to hit the millionaire in 20 years. So really, really good stuff, man. Hey, thanks for calling in. We appreciate you listening. Matt is in Washington, D.C. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the show. Hey,
1: Dave
4: and Anthony. Thanks so much for taking my call. really appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Hey, question. So I don't know if I'm overthinking this or not, but so I'm 25 years old, and I just moved to D.C. to be closer to my girlfriend, and we broke up. And so I'm thinking about buying a motorcycle for about five grand. And I don't know if I can afford it or not. Uh, I make 120 grand a year. I've got about 150 grand cash just in the bank, and I've got another 100 grand just sitting in
0: t- 50 grand in single stocks another 50 grand in my 401k. You're kidding! So I do. Owe- you got all uh, of that, and I you're not- calling us about a five thousand dollar purchase? Well, well what's I got really 000- going on? I- Six <laughs>
4: thousand. Say it again. I'm sorry. I
0: said, What's really going on here? How much is the motorcycle? Well, $5,000. Got... $5, well, I also got $146,000 in debt. Oh, well write a check and pay all that off, and then we'll have a discussion about a motorcycle. And then buy the bike? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I have two
4: investment properties. I rent where I live, and I have a 24 grand on a car. But I don't know if I'm overthinking it or not, but I guess if. You know, I don't know, but I guess you're
0: saying maybe I am overthinking it. 1% of your life worries is a $5,000 motorcycle. <laughs> 99% of your life worries is $146,000 in debt. Yeah. Got it. Write a check, okay, and pay okay, off dear. the debt, go buy the motorcycle. Are you buying a motorcycle because you're grieving over the girlfriend?
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I want something to do. I, I mean, I thought my weekends would be with her, and now I'm, you know, we're not together, so I just want to go out and make friends and just kind of have stuff to do, you know? You can make
2: friends without a motorcycle, Ben. Right? <laughs> <Little world>? <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why do you need a motorcycle to make friends?
0: The only negative part about the motorcycle is, number one, the debt's in the way. Number yeah. two, it sounds like it might be some grief spending, grieving over the relationship. Right. And um, not that it's because it's not going to kill you financially. You can afford to buy the bike. Yeah. You can afford to buy the bike and set fire to it in the driveway and not worry about it. it wouldn't. Yeah. It's not going to kill you financially. But what you can't afford is to get into a situation where you react to uh, bad feelings in your life by spending. Yes. You can't you can't put that groove in your brain.
2: That that groove will destroy you long term. Yeah, definitely will. Definitely will. And 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 hear me clearly, man. When you pay off this debt, I want you to go ahead and get your emergency fund back up cuz I got to give it to you. To have that kind of money at this age, that's that's great. You're just doing a little bit backwards from what we teach, you know. So go ahead and pause all your investments right now uh, because I want you to go ahead and get out of the debt and then make sure you get your three to six months back I think back he's up. got
0: enough to do that. He probably just needs to allocate it. It sounds like there's a couple hundred grand if I understood right.
2: Well, it was 150000 in his savings and 100000
0: in investments. Yeah. So use some of uh, both. Let's use all the savings. Yes. Your $146,000, you are paid off. That leaves right. $4,000. Right. Okay. Pull some out of investments and make sure it's set aside as an emergency fund okay. and buy the bike. Cool. Great. And you get all three done. Then you've got your first three baby steps, we call them in place, Matt. But just just search your own soul and look in the mirror and go, dude, is this just, I'm, am I just grief spending here? Yeah. Um, And that's not something you want to get into as a long-term thing that every time I feel bad, I spend. Every time I feel bad, I eat. Uh, those kinds of things. And you know it's what, not- Dave?
2: This is why we teach: don't move until you are married. Don't make a life-changing move. Because he said he moved to this place for his girlfriend.
0: Mm.
2: I mean, that's a, that's a different subject. I mean, yeah. I, I, we on the Dave Ramsey show. <laughs> hey, it's
0: Anthony O'Neill show. Whatever, it's all go with me. It's all good with me. So don't you're saying don't chase girls and
2: boys around the country. Don't do it, and not unless you, not unless you are married. Mm. Like why move to the you city? You are hardcore. Why move in with the person? You are hardcore. I mean, what, well, Dave,
0: okay. I didn't say move. I, I'm not saying on that, but oh. yeah, but I mean, chasing somebody, <laughs> you know, moving to the city with the person, yeah, versus moving in. No, I didn't say moving in. So you, you into you, the city. not the
2: house oh yeah see I still if my daughter came home and said I'm moving to another city so I can be closer to my boyfriend I will have a problem with that yeah I mean it's not wrong I'm just saying you're up and rooting your whole life for the possibility of this thing to work out I think
0: I'd want some circumstances (laughs) listed out around that before I would make that call okay if it sounded like immature and flighty and like she was being used up or manipulated, yeah. definitely. Okay. But if she's a strong woman, make her own calls, that's a different issue. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. MZ Solutions on the debt-free stage with a question is June from Omaha, Nebraska. Hi, June. How are you?
5: Hey, Dave and AO. It's good to see you guys. Good
0: to see you. How can we help?
5: So my, my, we want to thank your team. My husband and I have been debt-free for about a year and a half.
0: Way to go. Awesome.
5: Yay. So because we've listened to you so much, our daughters have sometimes been tortured in the car for hours and hours just listening to the show. And we have talked a lot about business and they're very entrepreneurial minded. But Good. sometimes as many teenagers can be, they have so many ideas rolling around that it's hard to kind of hone it in.
2: Mm-hmm. So
5: my husband and I would like to know how we can guide them, but at the same time not crush that spirit
2: hmm Okay. That's re- really good. Give me a, give me an example of what you mean as far as in they have a lot of ideas. Give me like three examples they have.
5: So sometimes they talk about they want to bake and sell their baking. One is very good at painting. She would love to sell her paintings. Um, they talk about maybe starting a dog walking business or wow. just, so it, it's kind of all over the spectrum. So yeah. that's why some guidance will be great.
2: You know, as your, as their mother, where do you see their strengths are? Because I think young people, we will come to the table with a lot of ideas, but as a mother and a father, you can guide us and say, you know what, longevity, this is where you're strong at. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to focus on this one thing. So uh, when you said is good at painting, is that her strength right now? Then also we got to identify, can you even make money with painting mm-hmm. at the age of 15 years old right now?
5: Right. Um, Obviously, there's, there's one that's a good baker and who loves to paint, and her paintings are amazing. So I would say if I were to see somebody selling paintings for a younger person who was maybe trying to earn some money to go to college or a car, I would definitely buy something like that. So I think... I would love to encourage her in that. Okay. Now, the other daughter loves animals, and I would love to encourage her in possibly starting, hey, we'll do dog walking. But then there's always the questions, okay, do we have to have professional liability insurance? Like, what's the ramifications on our end of it versus, you know, what she can handle as, like, a a 14-year-old, so...
2: Yeah. So the dog walking business is actually very, very common and very, very lucrative for a young person. Actually, in my most recent product we did about a couple of years ago, Dave, Teen Entrepreneur Toolbox Kid, um, one of our young kids in there uh, was making about $45,000 just from watching dogs, wow. walking dogs a year. So wow. it's very, very lucrative. So I like that idea. Um, I'm not privileged to the painting thing, but I do know one thing. People are always hungry. <laughs> 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 and so baking um, You know you can honestly make some good money As a young person in that I don't know about the painting side So definitely have to go with your strengths But those two are good But I would definitely get our Teen Entrepreneur Toolbox kit And as a matter of fact I'll give you one Because oh, um, we're going to teach you everything You need to have in place For those two beautiful young girls out there for what you need to have to be a legit running business. And so uh, there are not any insurance requirements for every state for walking dogs, but there are some. Um, So you you just have to go by the state that you're in. Okay. Yeah. And and most of the time you don't worry about it. Yeah. Most of the time it's just, you know, I'm not going to
0: make a big deal of this. The point of a teenager starting and running a business is not that that's probably going to be their life's work. Mm -hmm. The point is not that they're going to make a lot of money. The point is, they're going to learn how to work. Uh, they're going to learn how to be good to customers and smile, and put up with a crazy person ever so often. Those are called customers, and um, they're going to um, learn how to price something at more than they paid to make it. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to lose ten cents of watermelon and get a bigger truck, you know. So you learn how to price it and make a margin, and so it's all about the lessons yeah. mm-hmm. that they get it's not about that that's going to actually become their life's work or make them wealthy with the rare very very rare exception of some kid who you know goes on and starts making unbelievable crazy money doing something uh which happens one out of a thousand or one out of 2000 young entrepreneurs or whatever i mean i have met the 17 year old that made 4.2 million dollars building an app for animal farm yes or yeah. something is that a thing yeah it is yeah he bought he built an app on like with cheat codes and stuff how to add stuff to the animal farm yep. and had made like four million bucks and so that but that's very very Rare. his dad worked for him now but it's, <laughs> it's very unusual but the uh, uh what most of the time when i my kids are working it wasn't that i was trying to i was just trying to teach them entrepreneurism which indeed de- you know shake someone's hand look them in the eye smile take care of the customer but, and pricing model Price it for enough that you make a margin. Here's what margin is. Here's what your, you know your 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 gross revenues are. Your net profits, cost of goods sold, and other things come out of the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And you start teaching basic accounting and and some simple stuff. Uh, I mean, when I cut grass at 12 years old, it wasn't because I was going to own a landscape company, but I, you know, I, but I had to take my gas from my lawnmower, my repairs on my dad's lawnmower because I was wearing his out, and. um You know, the purchase of a new weed eater or something out of that, and uh, then minus, you know, from all the income that I'd created, and then that's my net profit. And it made me keep a profit and loss statement on my business at 12 years old. And so, uh, oddly enough, I'm still doing that. So, that part's good. So, I think the lessons are what you're after. And one of the lessons you're talking about is focus.
5: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so, it might be that you could look at, like, we would look at a business here. We've got two opportunities we don't have the ability time-wise the bandwidth to do both so let's analyze and say okay if you sold if you made a painting it takes this long to make it and you would sell it for this you'd have some supplies cost in there and so you could do this many paintings in a year and you would make x well instead if you did baking you probably could do more of that it's probably cheaper Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know and so you'd have to sell the paintings for a lot more in order to offset what the baking would do and you can compare the two things from a business comparison and then choose one so maybe that's maybe that's one of the lessons because you simply can't do both okay right. well i mean you could you could put your finger in both things but that's not that's not good that's not good entrepreneurship either so you start with one get it going and then if you want to add something to it later fine once you got this one going but I, you know i start looking at the simple logistics of how much of this I can put out, what's the output, and therefore what's the profit going to be, and then compare those two opportunities and choose one. That's a business analysis, and it's not that – it's not, I mean, a primitive business yeah. analysis, so uh, not not that complicated. So I think the thing I have to remember when I was raising kids was I'm really not training them to do this thing. I'm using this thing to train them to be adults
5: as That's a tool. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. How old are you uh your kids?
5: Um so the blonde over here is 14, Chastity, okay. and the brunette will Sorry, the brood Blonde is going to be 15, like, next week. Okay. And oh, their brunette birthday. is going to be 14 next month. So. Oh, okay. Awesome.
0: Great. Very awesome. cool. Well, Anthony, we'll take care of a Cat will take care of you and get you an, uh, a toolbox, yeah. uh, a teen entrepreneur toolbox, and help you get that done. And that'll be helpful, too. It's a pretty incredible product, Anthony, put together. So congratulations. Well done.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Open phones at 888-825-5225. Brad is with us in Dallas. Hi, Brad. How are you? Very good, sir. How are you guys doing? Better than I deserve. How can we help?
1: Yes, sir. So uh, I'm a paramedic here in Texas, and we have a mandatory uh, 7% uh, that we have to donate to our pension. Mm -hmm. I was curious what would be better to do with the other 8%, whether it be the 457 plan that has no uh, employer match or roll it over into a Roth.
0: I would do a Roth. Roth is the Roth, is, the, thinking, Roth the, I, the 457 is tax deferred and the Roth is tax free. Yes sir. Free is better than yeah, deferred.
1: That's, that's kind of where I was at and I had a buddy of mine he was like, "Absolutely not, that's the wrong choice." And he said the people you go talk to, they're they're not millionaires. I said, "Well, I'll just call a millionaire." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here um, here's the way the math shakes out, okay? If if you put the same amount in the same mutual funds in a 457, it's tax-deferred growth. It's deferred comp. All right? Yes, sir. And let's say that that account grows to $500,000. Okay? Yes, sir. You put the exact same amount in your Roth in the exact same mutual funds, it would also grow to $500,000. In the 457, the $500,000 is taxable. In the Roth, it is not. So taxes... On five hundred thousand would be one hundred and fifty thousand bucks, which is how wrong your friend is. Yeah. You <laughs> can tell he's not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Dave Ramsey show. <sighs> O'Neill, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, also the creator of the Teen Entrepreneur Toolbox, is my co-host today here on the show. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's triple eight eight two five five two two five. 825 5225 Sarah is in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Sarah. How are you?
6: Hi. I'm I'm doing well. How are you all doing?
0: Great. How can we help?
6: Yes, yeah, so I have a question. Me and my husband got married in June, and we've been together for almost nine years and until I got out of college. So we decided to get married. and his um, his views on having the same or separate bank accounts has changed right before we got married, basically. And I guess what I wanted to ask you is what do you suggest or how do you think we can communicate on compromising on if we should have separate or the same account? I personally would rather have a joint account because we're we're married now, we're a couple, we're one. Um, He feels that we should have separate. Why? Good question. (laughs) I tried to ask him that, and he doesn't, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I guess he doesn't want to be managed, which, like, um, as far as asking him why he spent his money on this or that. Um,
0: not his money. Yeah, I was just about to say
2: that.
6: It's not what? His it's money. not his
2: money. And it's not your money. Awesome. Yes, yeah, so
6: I agree. We like both. Yeah, it's our money.
0: Yeah. If you want to be uh, independent, you shouldn't get married.
6: I told him that.
0: Yeah.
6: I was like, you know, I was like, then, you know, I just.
0: Okay. Was, let me let me tell let me hurt. talk let, let's talk hurtful, this through. But, okay. Jesus said. Okay. Your, Jesus said, your treasures where your heart is. Where you spend yes. your money is directly refle- a direct reflection of. What your views on life are, what your value system is, what your fears are, what your dreams are, and how you spend your money reflects all of that. When a couple does not combine their spending and their accounts and their goals, then they haven't combined their goals and they haven't combined their dreams and they don't face the fears together. They're doing life as two roommates, which is what you did for nine years. That's the problem. Uh, and then, uh, but the, uh, uh, you, you know, you haven't combined where you're going. And so communication is down, and there's a high prob a much higher probability of marital problems and divorce in that situation. And the other piece of it is this. Out of the 10,000 millionaires that we interviewed, one of the things we found very, very consistently in the largest study of millionaires ever done was that they combined accounts and worked together with their spouses, and their spouses were supportive and cheerleading.
6: I agree. They weren't it's, pulling it's apart. Weird. They were
0: pulling each other apart.
6: Yeah, I agree. It's weird. It's, uh, I come from one out of eight. He He's the only child, grandchild. So I mean our values and views are the same besides of course the question I'm asking you but yeah. as far as that you know we try to work together. And well, I think you I think you can. need to get
0: some marital counseling. Yeah, was, yeah. That's what I think. Okay. And have have a good someone that you can both trust to speak into this whether it's your uh, a local pastor or a good marriage counselor, someone that you can both get trust with. Because the idea that, you know, I don't want my wife telling me what to do. Well, I don't want my wife telling me what to do either. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Sharon doesn't want me telling her what to do. And so we lay out a game plan together that we both have a vote in. And I don't tell her what to do, and she doesn't tell me what to do. We talk through it, and we both come to the same conclusion that this amount of money is going for this. But I don't just wander Mm -hmm. off and go do whatever the flip I want to do. And, oh, by the way, Sharon has not created a personal income her, by herself that she created income in 34 years yeah. all the you income that comes into the house I thing. did but it's still our money it's our income and I treat it as if she created the income in terms of she, her yeah. vote is equal to mine when we get ready to make a large purchase when we get ready to make a decision we have to do it equal and um, he listen this is going to be very difficult for y'all it's gonna, it's gonna really hold you back. It's gonna be a stumbling block in your communication and your relationships if you don't solve it. And I don't have a magic wand to make it go away.
2: Yeah. And Sarah, what you got to do is you need to tell him. I mean, actually go find a counselor that's willing to meet with you all, and then come to him and say, you know, uh, babe, can we, can we just get some, some wisdom? Uh, don't make it just about this. Make it about, hey, we just want a healthy start. Mm-hmm. You know, so that way he doesn't feel attacked. He doesn't feel like you're just trying to prove a point. But say, you know what? Hey, let's get some counseling. Let's get some wisdom around our marriage. So how we could do this, start off on the right foot and then bring that up in that situation. Because Dave, here's my thing. If if he's having a problem with that, he's having some, some other problems and other things within their relationship as well. Yeah, agreed. agreed. And, and so I would definitely recommend that Sarah to, please listen to us, get a counselor, but get a counselor for everything, not just one particular issue. Yeah, we pretty much...
0: um one of the conditions of me giving a blessing for one of mine getting married was that they're going to do detailed in-depth pre-marriage counseling because they come from a weird family. Yes. (laughs) Can you imagine being my kid? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a a blessing and what a curse. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, or can you imagine marrying my kid and having to put up with this loudmouth family? That's got a lot of opinions. No, you know you got so you got to get ready for this stuff. And so if you're a single, if you're a, a only child and the only grandchild, and so you think you're special, well, you're bringing problems to the marriage. Yes, you know if you're one of eight and you're used to sharing everything. Maybe way too much. Yeah. You might be bringing problems to the marriage. Guess what? We all bring problems to the marriage. I know. And I learning am. to work through those things. And so it's different like when you you get married in your 30s yeah. versus somebody getting married at 21. Whew. It's a different game because you're, you're kind of set in your way. I like really a, am. You got your little system, Mr. Bachelor. Yeah, I'm, I'm selfish, know? Dave. I know that. And, and you know, it, somebody's going to interrupt your system. <laughs> You know, that's gonna be that's gonna require some, some discussion.
2: Uh Dave, can we move on past the subject? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, man, Dave is kinda scared well, of me, I'm a bad guy.
0: me I mean, get, Can you imagine Rachel Cruz and Winston Cruz sitting in pre-marriage counseling discussing Dave Ramsey? No. No. Not right now. Not well, at the age promise, that they're right I can, now. I can promise you it ain't all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I know Winston, nah. I know I know I'm a saint and I know I'm perfect. But other than my
2: other than my narcissism <laughs> Man, listen, listen, I get it. But, you know, that's what... Can you what it, imagine? It, 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 I, mean, I, I don't know, Dave. But you know what, The though? problems
0: that you can... I mean, we have extra problems in this family because of the, the celebrity status and the wealth and the other stuff. There's extra problems you're coming into, there more is. than just normal. Everyone, to, to his, to, to Sarah, to Anthony's point, everyone has something to unpack. Absolutely.
2: I'm going to have a lot to unpack. You know, my brother's getting married next month, Dave, and he actually did premarital counseling before he engaged because he knew... That they both had a lot to unpack. So before they even said yes, let's get married, they went to counseling beforehand wow. to see if pre-marriage pre-pre yeah. <laughs> and, I, and he said it was the best decision. So I said, okay, I'm gonna try that when I do find one, and um, I'm, I'm gonna try that as well. Yeah, because there is a lot that comes with. Me. Well, I
0: mean, you're gonna have the same exact thing because you're in the spotlight. Yes. everybody knows who you are. You got yeah. a huge social media following. Yeah, people recognize you when you're walking down the street. You know, and, and that's a weird thing to marry into. It is. It's it a strange dynamic, um, and, and, you know, so it's it, it's it, it's just a thing. So, yeah, and everybody's got something like that. So, and Sarah, in your husband's case, it's just that he thinks the access the of the world runs through the top of his head because his parents and grandparents told him that because he's the only one running around. Nobody yeah. else running around underfoot, and that doesn't make him a bad guy, but uh, he, he's going to have to share for the first time in his life. Yes. If he wants to be a good husband. <laughs> that's just, hey, That that's not picking on him. We're all got stuff. We're sitting here unpacking our stuff in front of you. So there you go. Good hour. Good hour. Thanks, James Childs, our producer. Kelly Daniel, our associate producer and phone screener. I am Dave Ramsey, your host, and we'll be back. or a family member that needs a daily dose of Ramsey advice in their life, let them know about the Ramsey Call of the Day podcast. It's a quick hit of advice about life and money in under 10 minutes. Check out the Ramsey Call of the Day podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for fun and practical ways to save money in your everyday life, you need to check out The Rachel Cruz Show, a podcast from money expert and my daughter, Rachel Cruz.
6: Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz, and I'm so excited to tell you about my podcast. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, they're in debt, they don't even know where to begin, but they have this need, this want to get in control of their money. And if that's you, you have come to the right spot. So in each episode, you're going to get a ton of inspiration and practical advice. If you are not subscribed to the Rachel Cruze Show podcast, make sure you do it today.
0: Hear more from the Ramsey Network, including the Rachel Cruze Show, wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: Hey, it's James, producer of the Dave Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.